0: All right, we are live. Hey, everybody, what's up? This is Jeff Zimfer, host of Mortgage Marketing Live, and I've got a special guest today, Renee Rodriguez. You're going to hear from him in just a minute, and we're going to get started. So don't go anywhere. Renee,
1: welcome. Thanks, brother. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you for joining. This wonderful world we're in now, which is nothing but virtual, online, Facebook lives and such. Hope you're holding up well.
1: I'm doing good, man. Let's just make sure my camera's on there, right? uh, Yeah, I'm doing. I'm I'm an introvert, man. So, force me inside. I'm good with it.
0: (laughs) Wait a minute. How how can uh, as as much of an established speaker as you, influencer from stage, speaking to thousands, how can you be an introvert?
1: Uh, how, I don't know. I don't think if I always, I don't think I always was, I don't know if I always was, but I think introverted introversion and extroversion is, is also pretty misunderstood too. It's really not about, it's about where you gain your energy, where you refresh from. Mm. And so being on stage and, and influencing and training and speaking very fulfilling, Uh, but it doesn't re-energize me after I'm done being around people. doesn't re-energize me. I have to be alone or in a very small group. And so, <clears throat> That's what re energizes me and, and kind of gets me going. And so I can I do find energy from the work I do, but yep. it's um it's it's also it's not what what re energizes me. Let's put it that way.
0: That's uh, very interesting. I'm kind of wired this the same way. And I can go out and speak and do all this, you know, host shows and all that. But yeah, I need my recharges uh alone time, quiet time or small groups, but some people get recharged in big groups.
1: Yeah. 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 My son is that way. He's, he just, he's, he's missing his interaction with people. And, um, and so I feel for those that need that it's, it's, it's a, it's a real deal. I mean, it's, yeah. um, it's, it's definitely different times for a lot of people right now.
0: Yeah. My son is the same way as well. My younger one. So, uh, um, he's had and to so make... I feel
1: for those that need that it's, it's, a, it's a real deal. I mean, it's, yeah. um, it's, it's definitely different times for a lot of people. right
0: now. Yeah. He's had to make some adjustments for sure with that. Um, All right, so let's get into the content here today Uh, today what we're talking about and I'm just checking in our Facebook feed if you're here, let us know that you're watching live so we're talking about how to show up in a crisis today and obviously um, normal has been canceled Mm -hmm. and I know you've been having conversations with people. Let me let me get a sense of is there a recurring theme a word or an emotion a description that are you seeing this
1: show up in your conversations? A recurring theme. A great question, by the way. Um, is there a recurring theme? Mm. For me, my, I look at, and I get hypersensitive during crisis and stress. And when I say hypersensitive is I, I begin to observe. I, I don't, I'm not a panicker. I'm not somebody that, that begins to um, become an alarmist or anything like that. I look and I watch and I observe. It's when I learn the most about people. Mm-hmm. And something that I, said in the beginning it's been the impetus behind the article that i wrote around the 10 leadership brands you don't want it's the reason why i'm doing the lighthouse series is looking at who we are during times of crisis is really burns in the brand of who we are as a leader yeah. and so i've been telling people i said look it said whoever you've been during this time get used to it because that's how people are going to see you for the next 10 years mm. and when we look at it from that perspective we have to ask ourselves tougher questions How am I acting? How am I behaving? And the biggest piece that probably I'm going to be doing next is what's our parent brand? What kind of parent leadership are we showing right now? Because our kids are watching and and it's so easy, me included. It's so easy to forget that our kids are watching every single thing that we do. And I got to keep asking myself, how am I showing up in the world through their eyes? And that that changes the equation again. (laughs) So yeah, that'd probably be the first answer I'd give you.
0: All right, so that's a topic that uh, I've been talking about a lot with some of the trainings that I'm doing is how do we show up in a crisis? And to your point of how you show up now, it's interesting how, how this, the heightened sensitivity, the awareness, the memory, that's going to happen because I think uh, everybody's attention is so crystallized. Like mm-hmm. we've heard the stories of how brands are showing up and everybody's getting the emails from like, during this time of crisis, right? COVID we're here for you. And you haven't yeah. heard from them in six months or whatever. Yeah. Um, so what do you, how are you advising mortgage professionals to show up? And by the way, as we know, the only way to show up today is online. <clears throat> so where do we start?
1: Begin by being aware of how you are showing up because you're showing up when you're trying not to show up. <laughs> Every whoa, post- whoa,
0: whoa, Hold on, that's deep, man. That's deep. You're showing up when you're not trying to show up?
1: Yeah. Everything you decide to put online is part of your brand. So if if you're putting out memes every 30 30 minutes, if you're the one that is known for – if you find value in being the first one to show a meme and to show the joke – now don't get me wrong. I love jokes and hundred percent of my close friends know that we have meme wars going on all the time, but that's not <laughs> where my brand is. Those are personal relationships. And, but everything that you post online, what you decide to forward, how you decide to comment, the things that you gravitate towards is how you're showing up. And if you forget that that's what you're doing, and then you try to lead in another way, forgetting that the previous 20 things you've done have been, uh outside of brand it doesn't make any sense and so imagine showing up at a burger king or or mcdonald's or somewhere somewhere and they're serving lasagna you'd be like what Mm. i don't get it the same way that the jokester is constantly joking shows up and tries to inspire for a minute it doesn't make any sense and i'll never forget (laughs) dave chappelle in his stand-up when they were talking about i forget what crisis it was i got to go back and they were saying uh you know well let's go to jaw rule and see what jaw rule has to say and and, and dave Chappelle goes well thank god they got an expert because we want to know what jaw rule thinks and you know his brand has been a rapper and a part you know throwing a party and and then the just the the (laughs) the lack of sense of judgment on the reporter to think that we'd want to know what jaw rule thinks during a time of crisis and it was so funny because it shined a light on how ridiculous that was And all it does is illustrates that we all have a brand and when we aren't aware of that brand, that's the scariest point. And then now here's the part. If you do realize that you're an alarmist based on your historical post, if you realize that you're, you know, Donnie Doomsayer, if you're Jester, the Joker, if you're constantly joking around or, or if you've been apathetic and tone deaf, you know, that then you, then you go, okay, is it who you want to be? Because if it's not, if it is who you want to be, then keep going. If you want to be the jokester, that's awesome because we do need humor and levity and all that sort of stuff. I am not downplaying it. I'm just saying it's not the brand I want. And if you want to be a leader, you have to just ask yourself, is that the best brand for you? And so then start asking yourself, what do I do and how can I show up?
0: Very, very Thoughtful and insightful. And before we get into our next section here, I want to give a quick shout out to Katie Shive, who's watching us on YouTube. Katie, we appreciate you showing up here today to watch this on YouTube. Thanks for being here. So you talk a lot about um, this this strategy or concept of the, I believe you call it the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that correct? Um, and so that's kind of what I've been in the, the trainings I'm doing with real estate agents is trying to make it clear for them that this is, and I think for mortgage as well, this is our opportunity to show up and be that lighthouse, that beacon. But I wanna understand in the context context of what you just said, I mean, do you think if if people haven't been the lighthouse before, can they not pivot and be that now?
1: You could totally do that. Mm -hmm. You could totally do that, but it just might not be received right away. Mm -hmm. It might not be received right in the right way. So brands take time to create, Mm-hmm. But the good news is, is you can shock people in a grid, grid way by showing up during times like this. Because, again, people are hypersensitive to what's going on. How many times have you had somebody in your life that say this person showed up and it was the last person I expected to be there for me. Yeah. But they showed up during that time and they were solidified forever as somebody that I trust. Mm. And so why it wasn't about that they showed up is about during the time in which they showed up. So we all have an opportunity to show up right now. And to be different. Now, that again is a overused term. How are you showing up? How are you showing up? How are you showing up? What do I mean by that? Think of the closest centers of influence or the people that you influence right now. Sometimes showing up just means with your kids. If you don't have a platform, if you're not lucky enough to be invited to speak on a podcast or whatever it is, then who you influence. If you got got 100 friends on Facebook, then you got got 100 friends. Or was it at 16% of of the people only watch? So you had 16 people watching you, you know, whatever it is that your, your influence circle is, you just start there. Hmm. And I tell people, I said, well, what do I want to say? I've had so many people saying, I want to show up differently. What should I say? Wrong question. Question is, is what's on your heart Hmm. and what do you want to share with the world? What are you feeling right now? Because sometimes showing the journey of the emotion is showing up. So, so what if somebody does, is confused
0: or, you know, deals with the whole, well, I, 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 in total disclosure, right? I mean, um, I've been there before. It's just like I, you, you ask yourself, what could I say that would make a difference? You go through that little phase. Mm-hmm. And, we all do and, that. And, yeah. Any uh, help there?
1: Well, it's because it's, 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 it's what can I say to make a difference mm. is I think is the to make a difference is the wrong question because we're doing it for the wrong reason. Okay. We and that's the that's the whole excuse my language effed up part about influence yep. is we want to be influential, but the moment we try to be, we're not because mm, we're trying. Well, we're doing performing. it for the wrong. Yeah, we're performing, and that's mm. the difference between expression and impression. Once we get into trying to impress people, mm. we've moved out of an expression of what we believe. But the most powerful and the most impressive, the most influential, the most impactful thing we can do is let our hearts speak. And what does our heart speak mean? It means that we speak from our history, our memories, what we believe, our values, our principles. When we when we speak from that area, that place that we have so much conviction that even if we don't agree, mm-hmm. we respect it and we like it and we can trust it because it's you. That takes some courage though, doesn't it? Uh, huge, massive. Because I mean... He, you're asking for rejection because most of the people aren't going to agree with you. You know how scary it was for me to post that the lighthouse series and, and, things that are, I hold very dear and the 10 leadership brands. I was like, Oh, I don't want to post this. Cause I'm going to piss some people off. And then I just said, you know what? Screw it. And I just hit send and walk away. <laughs> just, and
0: what's, what's been the impact of that so far?
1: Very positive, mm-hmm. um, silence from the people that I kind of thought would be silent. Hmm. Really? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, and here's the thing somebody called me and said, Did you write this one? Was this one about me? And I said, I don't know. Did it, did you resonate with it? Because if it did resonate, then yes, I wrote it for you and for all of us. But in there, it's, I find myself in many of those brands I don't want to be. That's the challenge. There's so many times, I know you've probably done this too, where you're about to post something, you're like, <sighs> delete. Yeah. I'm about to comment, I'm like, delete it. Yeah. So it's, it's a hard one, man. It's not easy. And th- th- that's the beautiful part. It's a struggle. And anybody who says it's easy is going to lie to you about other things too. This is a struggle. It is a dilemma. It is a challenge every day, which is why we need to engage in the dilemma. We need to engage in the challenge and embrace the fact that that's where we get better.
0: Mm, it reminds me of the probably overused, at least for me, military term of embrace the suck.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's overused until you have to do it. Then you're like, this does suck. <laughs> Book, uh, the War of Art, mm. uh, by Stephen Pressfield, which is a great book. The War of Art. I haven't heard of that one ever. I mean, Art of the War, of course, but yep. the War of Art. I like that idea.
0: It's a very, it's very, you know, which is good. Um, but the whole point of it is, is that anything when we're, tra- we're trying to create something like you're creating your platform, you're, you're speaking, your influence. When we are trying to create and step into something new or different right you could categorize it as art in a sense right because we're evolving into something we haven't been and the the point of the book is that you're going to hit resistance and that's the war right between creating and becoming the new and you've got to be willing to break through that
1: yeah i
0: agree very cool stuff So um, tell us about Amplify, because I'm seeing you blow up all over the internet with Amplify Influence, and it's like you can't get in, it's sold out for years in advance, and um, I'm I'm hearing incredible stories of transformation of people that come through Amplify. So what is that?
1: So Amplify is a course that I've done for about 15 years, but I never opened it up to the public. It was something I did with private clients, and the only reason I didn't open it up, it wasn't I was trying to be secretive or anything like that, it's just I didn't want to get into the business of event planning. (laughs) Is literally as boring yeah. of a reason for that. But it's event planning is hard, you know. And so, yeah. but it's something that for years I have been asked, how do I change my presentation style? Mm. How do I become a more effective leader? Like you're doing something that I've been trying to get people to do in the digital world right now, which is mm. digital body language. And what in when we're speaking, we have what I call the influence zone, which is from your belly button to your eyes. Mm. And if your hands are within the influence zone, you're influencing if they're here trying to, and I'm saying, Hey, I'm really excited to be here and my hands aren't here and I'm there all of a sudden it's not there. But most people forget that there's an influence zone in here and you were talking about right here and you're, you're kind of in our face with your hands and doing this, you know, and all of a sudden that becomes more engaging because Mm. I have this square, where is it? The square from, from right Mm -hmm. backwards here, from right here to influence, right? So I've got this area. And if I'm utilizing this area like this, and if I'm hiding behind the microphone and I pull out my pretentious pop filter and you yeah. know, you know, all of a sudden, right. like, yeah, yeah, we're really good here, and you know, they can't even see me. Um, <laughs> you know, I try to hide this thing as much as I can, but it just it just sounds so much better. Right. But the there's other things that 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 you know from, from an amplifier perspective, it's it's taking a look at the three five three to five hundred things like that that come together to create influence. The use of a pause, ums and ahs, Mm -hmm. how to get, how to tell a story by looking at history versus trying to create. You don't speak from the heart by looking forward. You look at from backwards of what you believe. And that's, that's a reverse process. You look back and you uncover what you've done. That's storytelling. Making things up is is looking forward and you can always tell when that's happening because your body language changes, your tone changes, and it's not as believable. But when you're recalling history and events and learning to tell your story and what I call it's getting your heart to speak in sequence. And first, getting your heart to speak is not an easy thing,
0: hmm. because yeah,
1: we have been trained to not right, right. We're <laughs> supposed to hide that. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's what it's painful. And then, of course, we speak when our hearts do speak. At first, it come it comes out kind of sloppy and not very sequential. And when I talk about sequence, I'm talking about the neurological sequence for the brain, how the brain listens best. And so when we combine this sort of breakthrough moment of allowing ourselves to come out with a scientific methodology, now all of a sudden that comes together and it does become a pretty life-changing awareness. And so people walk out of there going, seeing the world differently, seeing how they tell their story differently, their value propositions, seeing other speakers and other things very, very, very differently. And so you can't unsee it then. And so then begins the journey of Amplify is when you're done, because now every talk you have this little person on your shoulder. that's like, God, okay, wait, well, hold on. I didn't tie it down. What's my frame? You know, am I using uh, enough contrast and have I, am I speaking from the heart? You know, all these questions that sort of are drilled. And so Amplify is a combination of learning the science, but then putting it to practice for three days. So you're in front of the room, with me anywhere from five to three feet away from you, almost the entire time starting and stopping you over around every single bit of body language quirk. Um, you name it, it's being called out and we're fixing it now. It, it, it sounds
0: quite honestly like some, for some people like, you know, want to respond like
1: (laughs) a little intimidating. (laughs) It, It is very intimidating. It is. And, it isn't for everyone. It's, it's, it definitely isn't. And it's, it is, uh, but, but I'll tell you this, Mm -hmm. we, we use, we make the process safe. We make the process very fun. Three days goes by very fast. Mm -hmm. Um, most people come back two and three, if not four times, uh, because of the, it's a 10, it's limited at 10 people. So that People, um, everybody has their own different experience in there. I've had pe- I've had speakers in there that speak eighty to ninety times a year at twenty five thousand dollars each. Wow! In the same room as somebody who barely can get a few words out, right. and there's value for both because the because there's only ten, I can customize the experience for everyone.
0: That's yeah, it looks very trans- transformational. So, I put a link, by the way, in the notes here. Um, Thank you. It should be showing up in everybody's feed, and we'll make sure people can can get access to you and the website and all that stuff before we're gone. Um, so, speaking of transformation, and we mentioned this earlier speaking from your heart, I mentioned the word courage that, that, that takes courage. First of all, uh, I want to shout out to uh, Owen and Carolyn and Jean Pierce. You both showed up. <laughs> that takes courage. Thank you for showing up here today on our facebook live stream so speaking of courage though uh you did something that i really didn't have a lot of time to dig into yet but looks very intriguing and that's the courage scale can you just unpack that a little bit for us if you don't mind
1: yeah i'd I'd highly recommend people watch the video it's just uh, because it's pretty it's pretty in depth but it was a courage scale was a um, concept developed by a guy by the name of dr david hawkins and he was a world famous psychiatrist psychologist and medical doctor so i mean this guy was he was uh he was very smart and he had a very large uh, practice, 50 consultation rooms in New York city and left that to study these different states of being. And I always keep one by my desk here, but, and it talks about, you know, being above this line or below this line and below the line are the feelings of death, shame, guilt, apathy, grief, fear, anger. And what he says is those are the taking side of life, right? And you sign a logarithmic number to him saying how much energy, how much vitality was given off. But you reach this number of 200, which is the courage line. And above the courage line are openness, willingness, reason, logic, joy, peace, enlightenment, all the things that would be considered the taking side. And so it's pretty simple when you think about it because we all know that there's givers and takers in this world. Mm -hmm. And so you can think of somebody right now that lives their majority of life below the line in, in fear, apathy, guilt, shame, anger, and the moment they call you, even on the caller ID, you see them and you're just like, oh, immediately you just feel your energy drain versus somebody that's above the line, that's open mm-hmm. and logic and, and love and, and joyful. And if we're lucky enough to know somebody who's enlightenment, <laughs> enlightened, that'd be great too. Right. Um, but then they give you energy. And so what the reason I started with that in the Lighthouse series was I wanted to give people a framework to understand where they were at. Am I above the line or below the line? And it was that simple. I didn't, I don't want to, simple, I don't want to over compl- make it overly complex. But And we all know when we look at it that way, we know where we're at. We know when someone walks in a room where they're at. Yeah. We know the entire room if it's above the line or below the line. This is a mm-hmm. skill set that's innate to being human. Right. Most of us just never put a code to it or a word to it. So I wanted to give it a word because uh, my good friend Dave Savage always uh, says that if you can name it, you can tame it, right? And he took that from something, He said, Dave, if you're watching this, give me the, the quote source on that one. If you can name it, you can tame it. I thought that was really, really smart but it be- it's really the beginning process of emotional intelligence is understanding the self-awareness of where I'm at and then the empathy to understand where somebody else is at. And then the skill to be able to change how I am to mo- best affect to the person I'm working with or the group I'm working with. And so by giving people a way to look at this, um, and you can download it you can go to, you can go to cur- the cur- uh, courage scale.com or you go to my website or it's in the lighthouse series. All that stuff is there. You can download your own scale free
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: but yeah, there's be giving, creating that self-awareness, that empathy, and then the skill. Those three things coming together is what really helps us create a framework. And it's all the all the things I'm creating now are designed for families as well. I, I want people to take them to their sales groups, to their leadership teams. I've had CEOs of billion-dollar organizations call me and said so they're sharing it with their teams, all the way to family members. They're saying I, should, I watched it with my kids. That was what I tried to create it for. Wow, that's really cool. I'm gonna dig into that as well. And because face it, what, what when
0: throughout life are there not times when we need courage okay. for all the different roles we play, right? Family, business, relationship, all that we're called upon to have courage. hundred percent. Um, okay. So before we wrap up, cause I know you're busy, uh, if anybody's watching here virtually, uh, you've got a question for Renee, probably one of the most renowned people when it comes to influence, uh, and obviously communicating with your heart, having courage, especially in times like these, right? Um, I, I I'm, leveling leveling up my communication skills and i think that's what you you and i are probably saying in many different ways here today is that um we need to become better communicators today yeah right
1: and in a different way too because it's we don't have the in-person right now so we so body language and animation of the face you know our hands what we're wearing our background i mean i I, I was going to take down all that stuff but that's just that's what I'm working on. Those are my whiteboards and so that's just part of yeah, the deal. That's the real you. Yep. yep. And you know you you chose something that's critical to you that success looks like this, feels like this but it's actually like this. Those are those are core messages and if we <clears throat> learn to pay attention, we know what's important to people. So look behind them, look in that what's going on. I'm not a big fan of the fake backdrops and things like that. I think they're they're kind of lame and yeah. but it's it better on to, zoom. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. I just, it, because I'm bald, it, you know, it makes big indentations on my head. It doesn't really work. I hear but, you, but yeah,
0: what's up Kimberly James. Good to see you here. And by the way, I got a shout out for you, Kimberly James. Are you ready? Congratulations. You are the winner. Yes. Kimberly James, because you showed up, you get a free copy of my soon to be released book, "Disruptor die, how to survive nice. and thrive the digital real estate shift. It was ready to go live. Can you believe this? or not Renee, but then all of a sudden COVID happened and I'm like, hold on. I think I have a few things I need to add to the book.
1: Good for you, man. Congrats on that. That's a, that's a, that's a big accomplishment.
0: That's a courage award right there, man. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, so Kimberly hit me up on Facebook so I can get your, uh, your mailing address and we'll send that out to you. All right. So I want to close this out with, uh, I'm curious about this, Renee. Um, what drives you, man? Like what, what turns you on? You know what I mean? In, in the right way.
1: There's a difference between what what uh, gets me started sometimes versus what drives me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what kicks me on isn't always positive. Mm. Sometimes it's a... Uh, are you, can you swear on your podcast? Yeah, man. Go ahead. Sometimes it's a big fuck you to someone. So or that to motivates
0: a you to say, screw you, pal. This isn't... Yeah.
1: Somebody that didn't believe, right? Uh, or, me. or a... Uh, <laughs> I have lost so much respect for Grant Cardone in the last week. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to say that. And I have friends that work closely with him. And I respect- Oh, you
0: know what that deserves? Right there, man.
1: And here's why. Right
0: there, right there. Here's right why. There. And, I,
1: and, I, and, I, and I'm going to say that also those that know him well say that he's a very good man. So uh-huh. I want to say that as well. I don't know him personally. I don't know him personally. So I'm not judging him personally. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough information to do that, but those that I do know that know him say he's a very good hearted person, but I think he made a big mistake and he made a big mistake with his hoax around saying that he was going bankrupt. And it was a mistake because of what he did, people followed. And then the next day saying, and if you watch it saying that it was in today's world You have to be crazy. You got to talk about things like murder and Uh, bankruptcy. And I'm like, oh, my
0: God. Right.
1: And I thought to myself, how many people are going to follow this advice and then start flooding our feeds with hoaxes and attempts by overusing and crying wolf when things aren't real? And to the thought of, and, you know, and he, it may not have been his intention. I don't know what it was. I don't know if he cares. I don't know, it doesn't, doesn't matter. I'm nobody in his mind, in his world. Yeah. But the fact that he didn't realize that influence goes against everything that I believe of using that influence. Now, here's the other thing. What I believe doesn't get much follows. <laughs> and so I'm not teaching you how to get a, a thousand, a hundred thousand followers. And so right. that's, that is not something that I'm qualified to do. He's is way better at that. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about for myself personally, that drives me mm-hmm. double down on sharing how to be influential in accordance to your values and whatever your values are. And mm-hmm. so that to me is, is something when I see that kind of stuff, it, it makes me say I got to start getting better at what I do so that people can listen to what it is that I'm talking about. So that drives me. Mm-hmm. But what keeps me going mm-hmm is more spiritual probably i don't know if it's the right place for it but it's i believe that god has given us all gifts yeah and Absolutely. i believe the most important thing that we need to do i mean if, if this guy created us or this gal created us right if it's a he or she whatever it is right. and they gave us this opportunity and as a part of that gift here's something that's special for you and at the end of my life they go dude i gave you mm. this gift and you did nothing with it i don't want that conversation i want the conversation of saying i gave you this and you flourished and you shared that's honestly what drives me. To maximize the gifts you've been given?
0: So to further glory in, to God, your creator, whatever you.
1: Whatever the spiritual thing or the energy the or the same in the sky thing, whatever it is, it doesn't matter to me, Right. but something gave me something Yeah. and I want to help make this a better place utilizing those things. That's it. All
0: right. I was going to l- let you get off on that one, but I have to ask this final question then because um, you said God gave everybody gifts, but. Why do some people struggle to recognize that or identify?
1: Comparison. Comparison. Because you watch, I mean, Tony Robbins has a a gift and he's influencing millions. Right. I don't, I'm not influencing millions. I'm influencing a lot of people, but not millions. Right. And so if I were to compare myself to a Tony or a Grant Cardone or something, I'd be, I'd be depressed. Mm. Mm. I'd be depressed. I'd feel like I was a failure every single day. I got to compare myself to the best of my ability every day. Right. And who, who's in front of me? My mother told me one time, she said, I don't like working with leaders, but for, now, for some reason they listen to me. So that's my call to power. I have to do it. Your mom said that? Mm-hmm. Really?
0: That she didn't like working with the leaders? Or she did? didn't,
1: but that was but they listened for her. That, she, was, she wanted to work with communities mm. and the poor. But for some reason, business leaders listened to her. So she had to listen to that. Mm. For some reason, that was a gift. And if they were listening, then she had to step into that. And we have to start paying attention. Who's listening? What is it that our job is? If it's through art, if we're a janitor, if we're uh, if we're a landscaper, what is it that's what's our contribution to this? In if this you're world. a carpenter, you know whatever it is. If you're an engineer. If you're a musician, who is it that I just saw somebody post today, and God, I wish I remember who it was, but they posted, hey, for those of you that want better backdrops for your Zoom, an artist released a bunch of photos that were beautiful, perfectly designed as backdrops. I was like, that was really smart. They're affecting the world by making it more aesthetically beautiful and maybe more engaging so people engage in a meeting. That is influence. That is utilizing your gift. And I hope and I pray that people will remember that artist. Interesting. Very interesting. Good insights.
0: And I know one of the things, uh, your your gift, by the way, and I would agree with you that that is part of your gift just because I've watched you over the years. People have shared stories about the impact you've made through your training, education, the Amplify program. So if anybody's watching live or on the replay, I put the links in. We'll put them in again. First thing I suggest you do is go follow Renee everywhere you could find him, right, on the socials. Secondly, go to his website, which is crenespeak.com. And then you'll get links to Amplify and everything else out there. But f- just watch the videos, right? The series of videos that you put up are like an extension of this conversation. The Lighthouse series, right? Um, wow, th- that's just an amazing
1: journey you've taken people on there. So, man, thank thanks you brother. for your gift. Appreciate that, thank you. And I'm hoping you do a 101 course on how to make all of this looks as good as you do, man. You're doing listen, a great job.
0: Listen, dude, I'm fumbling by the minute here. Like yeah, just you just fumble.
1: You. <laughs> yeah, you just fumble more often and quicker, so you go through the learning curve faster. Exactly. You're living that success road right there behind you.
0: Well, see, that's just that's that's part of having courage, I guess, right? Where some people will remain frozen by fear, like I don't want to look stupid. Where I'm like, hey, oh I'm dude, that's totally me.
1: I'm a perfectionist with all this stuff. <laughs> that and is I'm really... okay,
0: looking dumb because I'll just get back to the, up the next day. You know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. like, who's
0: going to remember it anyways? Right? It's lost in the feed. But anyways, man, listen. I know you're busy, incredibly. Uh, you know, with all of the stuff you got going on. So, thank you for being here, and uh, thank you for contributing what you do to the industry.
1: Just remember this, man. Those of us who have things to share, I was doing 100 events a year. They are all canceled. Some are coming back, but the fact that you're doing things like this gives us a platform again. So don't forget your influence. Keep pushing, keep doing what you're doing because without people like you that are willing to fumble and learn this technology, I'm stuck in my office talking to myself. So <laughs> I appreciate it, man.
0: And I know we'll see each other again in person at one of these upcoming events for sure. We will
1: get you there, man.
0: All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try and go out by using one of these fancy little slides with video that I bring in. And let's see if it works. I'll connect with you at a later point, man. Oh, good, you. brother. Thanks, All man. Right, let's give it a whirl.